Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. I could not be more excited for this episode, not because I've got someone special on, <laughs> uh, just because I watched an amazing documentary over the weekend that you probably have heard about it, but if you have not, The Social Dilemma on Netflix is mind-blowing. I'm Johnny King. Thank you again for choosing to listen to one of my many wonderful episodes <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that exactly, but thank you for, for tuning in, like I said. And The Social Dilemma, I watched over the weekend, and I had heard a bunch of it just from my family who, you know, on our family text message were like, you guys got to watch this. It's amazing. I was like, what is this about? You know, but then I saw it, you know, starting to trend on Netflix. I was like, oh, yeah, I got to check that out. Now, uh, what blew me away is, again, without, I'm not going to give you, this is probably going to be a poor synopsis of, of the movie. It's not even a, a synopsis. I'm just going to tell you what kind of had an impact on me uh, and, and see if I can <laughs> maybe support you in, in taking some time to watch it uh, sooner than later. But, uh, you know, with, with everything going on, obviously, in the world right now, we've got COVID, we've got uh, systemic racism, we've got the elections coming up. This year has been such a wild, crazy year, but then you look at like so many of us that are kind of restricted from doing the things that we normally want to do and social media as well as, you know, alcohol and drugs and so many various other vices, uh, pornography, things like that have skyrocketed in their popularity just because a lot of us are dealing with greater levels of stress. Uh, we don't have the normal avenues that we've used to cope and so um, this this video, this documentary, I don't know, it's just, it's really profound. Um, the whole thing kind of talks about, um, you know, how social media, even though it has its benefits, it's absolutely taken over the, the lives and the relationships of, of all of us in many different ways, but especially younger people's lives right? Uh, it it hap has impact on, you know, their weekend plans and how they flirt, their friendships, their sense of self and belonging. Like the, the statistics that they have in this video um, are, are crazy, you know? Um, some of the, the ones that really kind of stuck with me and impacted me was the dramatic, dramatic increase of suicide, of teens and preteens, which I can't even imagine that like ever since social media hit in like 2008, I guess, um, it has just skyrocketed as well. So, so many kids are getting on social media, let's say, uh, I don't know, around the ages of eight, nine, 10 and kids, even before the teenage, teenage years, they're, they're killing themselves because of the fact that they are, you know, being overwhelmed and they're comparing themselves and they're, you know, being bullied or they just feel like they're not good enough compared to what they're seeing on social media, which truly isn't reality. But this video kind of talks about how just a small group of, 
you know, what do you call them, uh, tech engineers are having impact on billions of people. You know, these these handful of tech engineers uh, in Silicon Valley working for, you know, Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook and, you know, TikTok and everything else that's so popular, they have the power to impact people in such a uh, such an amazing way right um and so i just think it's really important for for me to to talk about it in some sense just so that we can, i can encourage you to go watch it if you haven't already um because social media again for all the the benefits it has and, and technology in general like it is pretty crazy the type of power that we have in our hands in our pockets in the form of our smartphones but then it's a very, very slippery slope because it distorts our views of ourselves and our our relationships um, and our broader reality. It literally talks in the video about how, uh, you know, how many teenagers and kids are are going and requesting surgery so that they can have, you know, their plastic surgery on their face to look more like their filters like their snapchat filters like bigger eyes or you know bigger lips or things like that i think it's uh it's not surprising because you know they wish they could look as you know i mean these filters have a way to well i won't even go down that road but ultimately that with all these big companies they now have artificial intelligence that is so sophisticated it is literally tracking how long you're on the app, how long you look at a particular picture, um, what are your likes, what are you clicking on, what are you, uh, you know, liking versus loving versus commenting on, so so much so that then, I mean, ultimately they are selling your attention to companies that are willing to pay for it so they can try to, you know, promote their their product, right? And so I think they had one quote that I that really stuck with me too that was like it said something to the effect of like um there's only two entities or there's like only two organizations that call their customers users that's illegal drugs and software. I'm like holy shit. <laughs> that's so true. So we're to- I mean we are users. We're users and and we're all addicted. And so, you know, I have certainly uh, attempted to limit my social media time. Like I really attempt to get on as little as possible. But I still get sucked into the Instagram vortex or the the Facebook vortex. I I really don't spend any time on, you know, Snapchat or TikTok or anything else uh, as much as I can. But I do get sucked into it. But then I also spend a fair amount of time on Netflix, right? That pulls me in too. And that's, I mean, they are literally... They're, they make money by seeing how much time, how much little literal time of your life can they absorb with you not doing anything other than <laughs> staring at your screen, right? And uh, I mean, I've had, I literally have, have been going to the chiropractor for a couple of years now uh, on, a, on a monthly basis just to help like my posture and my spine because I freaking look at my, my phone too much or my other devices, right? And I know I'm not alone. <laughs> you, you may feel the same way. Um, 
but I think it's, again, just so crazy how, you know, just the mental health of children, uh, teenagers for that matter, but also, also the rest of us adults, um, cause it, this, the social dilemma Netflix documentary really does tackle, as it says, uh, online, some of the, the concepts of technology addiction or social engineering and surveillance capitalism, right? And so it's really looking at how are they using, uh, us as users and our behaviors to not only, um, you know, make a profit, but because, and I think they made another con- another uh, a quote, which is like, if you, if there's a product that you're getting for free, or you're, if you're, if there's a service that you're getting for free, then guess what? You are the product, which is, I'm like, oh God, yeah, that's so true. Like, of course. They can give the they can give it away to all of us, the masses, because our attention is the product that they're selling to companies who are buying ads to to attempt to manipulate our behavior, right? But it talks about the the artificial intelligence is, is so sophisticated that it can very, very slightly and over time manipulate your thoughts, right? Uh, and your behaviors. And so I forget who it was. Um, who was it? I forget. Anyways, they used someone who, um, some celebrity who like ultimately started to believe that the world was flat and then later came back and was like, yeah, yeah, sorry. I kind of went down one of those like YouTube rabbit holes and just kept on watching video after video after video because it's like suggested videos and then next thing you know, like it built such a strong case that I kind of lost, <laughs> lost touch with reality and I started to believe this. But I think it goes on to, it also goes on to say how, you know, when it comes to fake news and I've heard, you know, the, the talk about fake news. I'm like, yeah, what, I don't know exactly what fake news is or is fake news just the left or the right, you know, taking sides and then, well, obviously taking sides, but then like, just making shit up or making things more dramatic and trying to get the other side to pit itself against each other. And it's like, well, yes, that happens, but even more fake news is like um, just all these various conspiracy theories. It's, uh, you know, we've seen it in magazines and newspapers for decades, but now it's like, you know, that fake news is six times more likely to get your attention and to get your click and to get it shared than regular news because ultimately regular news is well let's say just the the truth is is ultimately boring right so it's like they're putting a filter if you will and making up shit just to get your attention and then ultimately things are spiraling out of control right we've seen a ton of it a ton of it this year through various conspiracy theories of how covid spreads um and so much of the stuff through just the social injustice and, and the, um, all the things going on in the world, right? Um, it talked about even like the last election that, that uh, which I thought was interesting and, and I'd have to do some more research to see if this is all true. I mean, obviously I haven't done a whole lot of research to see if to fact check any of this stuff in this, in this documentary, but it seems relatively valid. But then again, every, 
every freaking documentary I've seen, I'm like, whoa, that's, and then I come to find out that, you know, certain, again, a lot of stuff is not necessarily true, or, or you can always find differing opinions on things that they they state, but, you know, that, that Russia had, um, had ultimately hacked, you know, the 2016 election, and what they said is, like, Russia did certainly have uh, a, a massive impact in the election, but that they didn't necessarily do it illegally. I don't know if this is exactly, exactly what they said, but they said what they used was what was available to them. And so they used a massive amount of of ads on Facebook to persuade people to vote a certain way and, uh, you know, just use a lot of um, kind of manipulation and psychology to to slowly edge people one direction or the other. And I think it's awfully interesting <laughs> just because you have so many of these, you know, huge, uh, what do you call it, very wealthy countries who <laughs> they kind of live and die in many different ways depending on who gets elected in our country, right? Um, from what I understand, you know, China, the last thing China wants is Trump to be reelected, right? So what are they doing? <laughs> what's Russia doing? What's what's many of the other countries that really have a, a large stake in who's going to run our country for the next four years, what are they doing, right? Right in front of kind of like plain sight, but we don't really know what's happening. So anyways, I digress, but um, the 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 video, again, you've got to go see it. Um, it's, it's really, really, really interesting how they talk about the – the impacts on our society that uh, these optimized algorithms, let's say, play in just taking our attention and influencing how we behave. Uh, It's just fascinating. It's mind-blowing. And the crazy thing is, like I was literally laying down on the couch watching this video, and the more I watched it, the more hot I was getting. Like I was literally like... I, and I felt like I needed to like scream or like get up and move. Like I was just like, oh, like I, I wanted to jump out of my own skin because it's like, and you might feel the same way when you watch it. It's like you kind of knew these things were happening or you were like subconsciously aware that that this is happening. But but again, the sneaky way that, that it works is that we kind of feel like, oh, but I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't mind if they show me ads of things that I'm interested in, right? Like I want to, I don't want to see ads that I'm interested in, but it is very, it, it goes way beyond that, way beyond that. And I, and I was having like a very visceral reaction to watching this video where I was like, oh, like I wanted to scream and like, you know, it, again, if it weren't for, I don't know, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place and you might be too. It's like, yeah, I could sign off of all social media, which would actually be kind of nice. But on the other side of things, it's where the world is. And it's also where I conduct, especially during COVID, when a lot of my in-person events and men's meetings and men's retreats and all these things that I normally was was doing before COVID, it's kind of now where I have to connect with, with men, you know, and, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and things like that. So the question is, how do I go about, you know, doing it intentionally without uh, really letting myself 
head down a rabbit hole, which certainly happens from time to time. And so I guess that's, that's the challenge. And you might feel the same way. It's like, yeah, I could get off of social media, but that's where all my family posts their pictures. And, you know, it's, it's really interesting. And it's, it's interesting too, to see so many of these like ex um, executives that literally like it starts off with your meeting, like eight or 10 different people that they're interviewing throughout the whole throughout the whole um, documentary and they're like, you know, this guy has worked at Instagram and Facebook and, you know, uh, has worked at Google and, you know, just so many of these guys have worked in a lot of the same places. And they're like, this is what we did or like this is literally what we designed, but we didn't design it for this purpose. We actually designed it because we wanted people to be attracted to like, oh, you, you tagged me in your in – your, you know, photo, I want to see what photo you posted. But, but now it's like, it's turned into this crazy kind of like, yeah, evil <laughs> machine that we've lost control of in a major, major way. So I don't know. I think it's worth checking out. I think there's a lot of things that uh, we could have a, a much longer conversation about. Um, but I think it's scary because I mean, whether you're, I mean this, I've been thinking about this too, in terms of, um, more video games over the last 20 years, you know, because I remember my very fresh freshman year of, of college, I feel like, um, man, we played like James Bond on uh, Nintendo 64, like, like mad, right. We were just, we're always playing, we're always playing video games. And I kind of realized that like so much of my freshman year kind of passed me by because I was freaking watching or playing video games. And so for whatever reason, I was like, you know, I can't do this. So I, I wrote off video games and movies pretty much for the rest of my college career, just because I was like, I want to have my college experience. And it's, it's just passing me by because I'm, you know, playing video games. And not to mention, I was a, uh, a, uh, gosh, use your words, Johnny, a art major, a fine art major, uh, with a graphics like minor or graphics track, if you will, graphic design. And as much as I loved doing my artwork, when I was in the zone, hours would pass. I remember one time I, I walked into the, the, like the computer lab to start working on some stuff at like, I don't know, nine, nine thirty, ten, right? And I was th- thinking I was just gonna work for a couple hours because I had a, a big soccer game the next afternoon. Um and this was my I don't know, junior, senior year. And I literally got into it and before like once I started getting hungry, like I looked at my watch and it was like four AM. I was like, holy shit. And I just had this moment of realization where I was like, this this night could be like the rest of my life. I could blink and next thing you know, I'd be 50 years old having had an amazing, let's say professional career doing a lot of work on my computer, having not interacted with anyone and have what to say about it or say for it. Right. And so that scared me so much that I decided I wasn't I mean, I, I saw my, my major through, right? I graduated, obviously. But uh, I knew shortly thereafter I did not want to sit behind a computer all day long. 
And then you, you look at that in terms of video games, where video games, they literally are making these things so addictive so that guys, you know, guys and gals. I mean, when you look at the statistics, there's I think it's like, I think there might actually be more female gamers than there are males, which is crazy because I would think, you know, maybe it's 70-30 or 80-20. But really, I think there's actually more female gamers out in the world than there are male gamers. Whatever the case might be, there's such a massive population of adults, you know, in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, who are spending probably every single night, multiple hours, kind of diving into a made-up world where they feel significant, you know, where they're connecting with with people on the internet, you know, actually having, quote-unquote, some type of virtual friendship or relationship only to wake up and go to a normal day job, but just waiting so they can get back home to jump into their, you know, made up reality. Uh, and it's scary, but social media is kind of doing the same thing, right? So I digress again. I think you, you, if you again, haven't watched the social dilemma, you've got to check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, and I think it's, it's just really important to, to delve into and then have some conversation about it. Um, and so I would love to hear your feedback. Shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, uh, you know, whatever the case might be, connect with me on social media. Isn't that funny? Yeah, there you go. Uh, I'm talking about that's a great way that we can use to, to connect, but it's a slippery slope. Or send me a letter in the mail. How about that? Um, that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Anyways, Thank you for listening as always. Hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Amazingness. How many times can I say amazing in one sentence? I don't know. But uh, till next time, we'll catch up with you soon. All right, take care. Bye. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something that I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.